Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining me today. I'm Jerry Savelle. Welcome to our broadcast. And I trust you have a few moments to just relax and enjoy the Word of God. I have with me once again my daughter, Jerry Ann. Jerry, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. And it's always a joy to have you on the broadcast. We're going to continue talking about the power of thanksgiving and praise. And I want to encourage you to listen very closely. If you have your Bible with you, get it out. If you have notebook paper, get ready to take some notes because there is such a power in thanksgiving and praise that perhaps you're not aware of it, but it'll produce some breakthroughs like you have never experienced before. Now, I want to begin today in Psalm 107. If you have your Bibles, join with me. Psalm 107 and verse 1. It says, O give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good, for His mercy endureth forever. Now, there is a good starting place for you to praise God. He says, Give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good. You know, that comes as a great revelation to a lot of people. I wasn't told that growing up. I didn't know God was good. In fact, I thought God was mean. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, uh, my mom and dad were Christian people. They took us to the little Baptist church down at the end of our street, little country wood frame Baptist church. And, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the pastor there, he was a good man. But I don't ever remember. Now, he could have said it. Uh, I'm, I'm certainly aware that this possibility I wasn't listening, <laughs> but I don't remember him talking about the goodness of God. I, I do remember him saying things like, we're all sinners. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. Mm -hmm. You know, there's none righteous, no, not one. And it seemed like everything was built around sin. It seemed like some of the same people got saved every week, you know. But uh, I know I know because the man was a, a, a good man. I loved our pastor. I used to go down and mow his lawn for him, you know. Mm -hmm. He lived on the same road, just a few houses down from the church. And, and I know he was a good man, and he probably talked about the goodness of God, but I don't remember hearing it. But here it tells us, it's very clear, the Lord is good. Mm -hmm. If you've never been told that, well, I want to be the first to tell you, the Lord is is good. Hallelujah. Well, the Passion Translation says he's better than anyone could ever imagine. I believe that, praise God. Yeah. He's better than anyone could ever imagine. So it says, give him thanks. You know, I think I'll just do that right now. I think I'll just lift my hands right here in this studio and I want to say, thank you, Lord, for being a good God. You're such a good God. You've been good to me. You've been good to this family. You've been good to this ministry. Praise God. So there's a good starting place. Now, I want to read verse 8. It says, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness and for His wonderful works to the children of men. So notice the Bible tells us that God is good, and it also encourages us to praise Him for His goodness. Now, this is a unique psalm, Psalm 107. You will notice what we just read in verse 8. You're going to notice that phrase three more times. Mm -hmm. In verse 15, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness and for His wonderful works to the children of men. Also in verse 21, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness and for His wonderful works to the children of men. And also in verse 31, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness and for His wonderful works to the children of men. Now, you know, the Bible shouldn't have to say anything but once. But when you see it four times in one psalm, mm -hmm. in one chapter, you might say, 
when you see it four different times, then God is endeavoring to get something across to us. Mm -hmm. The psalmist is pleading people, pleading for people to just do the right thing and praise God for His goodness. Yes. Well, one of the psalms says to continually praise the Lord. Yeah. So it's an ongoing act. Yes. It's something that you do. It's not just a one-time thing when God does something for you, but it's a continual act. That's right. And you know, when you praise God, it's a release of your faith. Yeah. It's also um, creating an atmosphere of faith. Mm -hmm. It stirs your faith up when you begin to just praise God regardless of what's going on in your life. Yeah. Regardless, you just let the noise out, let life, what's going on, just forget about it and praise Him. It releases faith. Yeah, and, and, and praise helps to lift that heavy burden. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're praising God, you got your mind off yourself. Right. And you got your mind off your problems. So praise is such a powerful spiritual force. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's not only encouraged particularly by David in the Psalms. And of course, it's all over the Old Testament, but it's also encouraged in the New Testament as well. Mm -hmm. Colossians chapter 1, verse 10 says, that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might, according to His glorious power, unto all patience, longsuffering, with joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet or able to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of His dear Son. That alone right now, right there is enough to praise yeah. Him. I mean, that's right. That Those few verses right there, verses 10 through 14, is a reason to be grateful mm -hmm. because what it's talking about is what Jesus did at Calvary for us. You know, if it wasn't for what He was willing to do, lay down His life, become sin for us. Uh, even though He'd never committed sin, He was willing to become sin for us. Mm -hmm. If it wasn't for what He did at Calvary, you and I would be headed for a devil's hell. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be on television. I wouldn't be preaching the gospel. In fact, what would we be preaching right. if He wasn't willing to go to Calvary and pay the price for our transgression? But here it says, giving thanks unto the Father, mm -hmm. which has made you able to be a partaker of the inheritance of the saints in light. Not only that, but He's delivered you from the power of darkness. He's delivered you from Satan's kingdom, and He has placed you into the kingdom of His dear Son. And what I'm so grateful for is that Hebrews <clears throat> tells us that we can come boldly to the throne. Yeah. So anytime you mess up, you still have access to the Heavenly Father just by confessing your sin, but that I still have right standing. That's right. That even when I mess up, I still have right standing with my Father that I can come boldly to the throne. That enough gives me something, yeah. something to well, be thankful isn't for. Isn't that true about your earthly father? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, you know, I messed up growing up from time to time, you know, but my daddy never stopped loving me. My mother never stopped loving me. I mean, I may have disappointed them. Uh, I may have done something that was not pleasing, but they never once said, I don't love you anymore. Mm -hmm. And God will never say, no matter what you do, I don't love you anymore. I've given you more than enough time to get straightened out and you just keep messing up. So I don't want anything to do with you anymore. 
God will never say that to His you. His mercies are new every morning. Mercies are new every morning. <laughs> Thank God for that. Thank God for that. Amen. So once again, you, you not only see uh, encouraging uh, scriptures in the Old Testament for being thankful and grateful to God and for praising Him on a continual basis, but also in the New Testament. In fact, uh, I believe you have a scripture in the book of Hebrews that talks about being willing to offer the sacrifice of praise. Yeah. And that would mean when you don't feel like it. Right. Hebrews 13, 15, the Amplified, it says, Through Him, therefore, let us constantly and at all times offer up to God a sacrifice of praise. That's when you don't feel like doing mm -hmm. it. Which is the fruit of lips. That's you got to speak. Yeah. You got to speak it out. Now, I've heard people say, well, I have a praise in my heart, but it just won't come out of my mouth. Well, that's not true because Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Right. So if you've got praise in your heart, it will come out of your mouth. Yes. So don't give me that excuse anymore. If you're not saying it, then there's not anything in there. Right. You've got to speak it. I say this all the time when I'm ministering that Brother Copeland taught me years ago that you cannot combat thoughts with thoughts, you combat yeah. thoughts with words. Right. And that's the same with praise. You mm -hmm. have to release it out of your mouth. That's the fruit of the lips. Yeah. It goes on to say that thankfully acknowledge and confess and glorify His name. Yeah. That sacrifice of praise is an act of your will. It's right. something you've got to do regardless of your feelings, your emotions, what's going on in life that you're offering up something to God that your flesh may not even feel like doing at the mm -hmm. moment. But you're saying, Lord, I praise you right now in the storm that I can offer up the sacrifice of praise regardless of what's going on in my life. And once again, we're not praising God for the storm. We're not praising God for the test or the trial. We're praising Him in spite of it. In other words, God is not the author of the trial. No. God is not the author of the test. You remember the, the, the situation where Jesus was in the boat with His disciples and He said, Let's go to the other side. Mm -hmm. And he had just got through teaching them a powerful lesson on faith. And then he got in the boat with them and said, let's go to the other side. And he went to sleep, mm -hmm. the Bible says. Well, then right in the middle of them endeavoring to cross that lake, there was a great storm came. In fact, one translation says, I believe the Amplified says, of hurricane proportion. Mm -hmm. And it frightened the disciples and they awakened him and they said, uh, don't you care that we perish? And he said, where's your faith? Mm -hmm. Where's your faith? Now, Jesus was not the author of that storm. Right. God was not the author of that storm. That thing was demonic. Mm -hmm. It was clear sailing uh, when they got in the boat. And I've been on that sea we of Galilee. We were on it together that we day. We were on it together one time. Yeah. And it was clear, smooth when we started out. But before we got to the other side, there was a storm raging. Yes, I remember. And that's, that's very common for the Sea of Galilee, I understand. So God didn't create that storm. God didn't create the storm that you're going through. It's Satan. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Mm -hmm. But God is saying, even in the midst of your storm, be willing to offer unto me the sacrifice of praise. Mm -hmm. Now, that's, that's, I believe that's a twofold application. I praise God in my storm mm -hmm. because I've been in storms before and God got me out. Mm -hmm. And I'm also praising God in my storm because I'm believing that He's going to get me out of this one as well. That's good. So yeah. I praise Him for what He's already done 
and I praise Him for what I believe He's about to do. Right, and it begins with the fruit of your lips. That's right. Speaking it. The Passion Translation of that same scripture says, Offer up to God a steady stream of praise sacrifices. Wow, that's great. A steady stream, so it's ongoing. It's not a one-time thing, but it's something throughout your day. And I do this often throughout the day. When my head starts screaming to me and circumstances start screaming, I will. I will just stop where I'm at in my house, lift my hands, and say, Thank you, Lord. I praise yeah. you that you will get me through this. And he does every Amen. single time. You know, talking about storms, and of course this was a, uh, we use the phrase storms, talking about tests and trials and so forth. But in the book of Acts, the Apostle Paul uh, was put in a ship, and he told, he told the captain of the ship, we shouldn't make this journey. Mm -hmm. But the captain wouldn't listen. And so they get in the ship, and they, uh, a storm begins to rage, and it was breaking up the ship, actually. They started throwing cargo overboard. Mm -hmm. And uh, the, the, the book of Acts says, makes this uh, statement, all hope of being saved was lost. So uh, this is a critical situation. It looks like they're all going to die at sea. That most of us have never been in. <laughs> yeah. And so the Bible says, but the angel of the Lord appeared unto Paul and said, be of good cheer. Now, in the middle of a storm, the ship is breaking apart. Mm -hmm. They're throwing cargo overboard. And this angel shows up and says, be happy. Don't worry. Be happy. You know, <laughs> be cheerful. And Paul has to tell them yeah. that. <laughs> and then he has to go tell the captain, uh, the angel of the Lord appeared unto me, told me to be of good cheer, and that no one's life is going to be lost, only the ship. So uh, go tell everybody, to be of good cheer. They probably wanted to drown him. <laughs> they probably wanted to throw him overboard, yeah. you know, the first one to, to drown. Yeah. But, and then he went on to say, and I believe it'll be even as it was told me. Mm -hmm. And so what did he do? He started being cheerful in the midst of a storm. I wish somebody would make a movie of that. Yeah. Wouldn't, that wouldn't that be a sight? <laughs> that The ship's broke, breaking up, sinking, everybody's throwing stuff overboard. And he's everybody's smiling. Everybody's screaming. And there's Paul <laughs> shouting, Praises unto God, you know, <laughs> and uh, and the Bible says that they all reached the shore safely, and no one's life was lost. That's great. Faith. So notice, uh, praise in the midst of a storm produced supernatural results. Right, it's powerful, and it still does today. It's powerful. Amen. Mm -hmm. So notice that uh, as you read there, let this. Steady stream of praise flow out of your mouth. Praise God continually. You know, your mom and I celebrated uh, 51 years of marriage back in July of 2017. Mm -hmm. 51 years. She still likes to be told that I love her. Mm -hmm. She still likes to be told that I'm grateful for her. What would you think her response would be if I told her, and I did this one time jokingly, I told you the day we got married, I love you and I haven't changed. <laughs> she well, probably didn't like that. No, she didn't like that at all, even though it was a joke. Yeah. <laughs> she likes to be told. And sometimes, in fact, quite often she says, have I told you today that I love you? Mm -hmm. And I'll say that. Have I told you today that I love you? You know, it's only natural if you truly love someone, that you tell them. Well, I like to tell you often 
that you're the best daddy in the world. Yes. I tell you that all the yes, time. Yes, you do. Because I don't ever want to take for granted the awesome man of God that you are in my life. So I try to demonstrate thankfulness yeah. for who you, you are do, in my and life. And you do, and I'm grateful for that, <laughs> praise God. So if, if, if we like to be told that we're loved, and we like to be told that, uh, you know, thank you for something that we've done for someone, then why is that so unreasonable to think that God enjoys because it Because He's a Father. He's the Father. Yeah. And the Bible says in the book of James that I get my uh, similitude of fatherhood from Him. Right. Uh, that what I've learned about being a good father, I've learned from Him. Well, just to come to Him for not any other reason, but just to tell Him I love you and thank yeah. you, not asking for anything. Yeah. And don't you know He enjoys that sometimes? Yeah. I mean, I do. You know, I, I don't mind, uh, you know, being asked, Dad, can you help me? But every once in a while you'd like to hear, Dad, I don't want anything today. I just want to hang out with you. Right. God loves to hear that as well. Mm -hmm. The Apostle Paul made this statement in Colossians chapter 2 and verse 7. Rooted and built up in Him, established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. Now, what's he saying? In the Amplified, it says, overflowing with gratitude. Mm. In other words, the Apostle Paul is endeavoring to teach us that if you're grateful, step it up another notch. Mm -hmm. if, you, if you do uh, practice praising God, then go ahead and abound in it. Mm -hmm. Step it up another notch. Yeah. Get to the place to where you are so extremely grateful that you're overflowing with thanksgiving. What do you suppose that would create in your life? Right. It should be part of our character. Yeah. That we're a thankful people, that we are just thankful for what Jesus has done for Amen. us. Amen. We can tend to take that for granted, our salvation, but that's such a powerful thing, what Jesus did on the cross for us. Well, I really believe that when God sees that we're grateful, that it creates more and more opportunities for us to be blessed. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if I do something for someone, and, and I've done this, I've, I've done something for certain people, and I've, and I've helped them time and time again. But when they don't show any gratefulness, I tend to pull back. Mm -hmm. But if they do show gratefulness, then I'm thinking, hey, the next time they have a need, if I have the ability to meet that need, I'm going to help them again. Right. And some people, I help over and over and over and have helped them for years yeah. because they had an attitude of gratitude. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and, uh, and, and sometimes you, you hear things like, just like Madison says, Papa, you don't have to do that. And people say, Brother Jerry, you don't have to do that. You, you, you've been a blessing to me for many years now. Yeah, but you sh you've showed gratitude. Mm -hmm. I want to help you again. Yeah. And I believe that's the way God is. When you show gratitude, then praise God, uh, it creates more and more opportunities for you to just keep on being blessed by your Heavenly Father. Mm -hmm. Thank Him for being the God in whom nothing is impossible. That's a great reason to give Him praise. Nothing is impossible with God. And if you are facing an impossible situation right now, then you ought to lift up your hands and say, God, I thank you that you have proven to me time and time again that nothing is impossible unto you. And I'm thanking you now that you're still El Shaddai, the God in whom nothing is impossible. 
If you'll begin to praise Him and abound in thanksgiving, I'm telling you, it's going to create more and more breakthroughs than you have ever experienced before. So don't ever stop thanking God. Don't ever stop praising God. Once again, if you're going through the most terrible time you've ever experienced in your life right now, then get up, quit having a pity party, quit feeling sorry for yourself, get up and raise both hands and begin to offer the sacrifice of praise. If you will give God praise and thanksgiving, I'm going to tell you that it's going to create opportunities for breakthroughs, once again, like you've never experienced before. So don't ever stop praising God. Amen. I saw this quote the other day. It said, instead of murmuring and complaining, start rejoicing and praising. Yeah. Amen. It's a choice. Yeah. You can complain and, you know, be upset about what's not happening in your life, or you can rejoice and praise in the storm. Yeah. And, and ask yourself this question. What has complaining, <laughs> murmuring, feeling sorry for yourself produced? Mm-hmm. Not one positive thing, but praise and thanksgiving and gratitude will produce many positive things. Right. So it's your choice. You can keep complaining or you can praise God. You can keep murmuring or you can thank God. You can keep complaining and, and feeling sorry for yourself or you can show God that you're grateful for mm-hmm. what He's done. And once again, if you can't think of anything else, start with what Jesus did at Calvary so that you don't have to spend eternity in a devil's hell. Right. Thank God that you're saved. Thank God that you're a child of God. Thank God that you're headed for heaven, praise God. Amen. And thank God that you're alive today, have breath in your lungs, and the ability to keep praising your God. Amen. Amen. I choose to praise Him today. I choose to praise Him today. What's your choice? Choose to praise Him. Watch this announcement, then we'll be back in just a few minutes. God designed you for the good life. Allow Jerry Savelle to inspire your faith with this special resource package. In this eye-opening two-CD teaching, Living the Good Life, Jerry shares how the Bible paints a glorious picture of the life God has prepared for you and how you can tap into it. You'll discover how to get fed up with barely getting by, why your covenant with God works, and what can keep you from living the good life. Are you tired of being held back by limitations, not experiencing your full potential? In this powerful book, Living in the Fullness of the Blessing, Jerry reveals what 
what it really means to be blessed, why the blessing is important, what you must do to walk in the blessing, and so much more. When the blessing of God is on your life, you're not limited to the natural anymore. Don't wait any longer. Call or go online to jerrysavelle.org right now and request your copy of the Power of Thanksgiving and Praise special package, the two-CD series, Living the Good Life and Living in the Fullness of the Blessing book. It's time to remove all limitations and start living the good life that God has promised to you today. Welcome back. I just want to encourage you to go right now and order the product that we're offering. You know, faith comes by hearing. And I know for me, I've got to hear the Word of God every single day. And the best way to hear it is to get some CDs, put them in your car. All of us are in our car a lot. So you can get some CDs, listen to the word and build your faith up while you're driving. This is two CDs that my dad does called Living the Good Life. Also, there's a book included in the offer and it's Living in the Fullness of the Blessing. You know, these books are so good to just, I like to lay in bed at night right before I go to bed. I wanna have the word in me before I go to bed, not junk on TV. Yeah. <laughs> and I like to read a little bit from my Bible or a book, and this is an awesome one to read from. So I encourage you, don't delay, go right now and order this product. I want you to listen to this testimony that we got here at the ministry. This is from Lorinda, and it says, a couple of weeks ago, I left a prayer request for you to stand in agreement with me for a car. Well, God blessed me with a new vehicle along with extended warranty. Thank you for your ministry and your prayers. Amen. Another one says, last year, I went through a time that I could not pay on my vehicle and it ended up getting repossessed. Well, she remembered your Willie story yeah, about, about my airplane, calling yeah. Willie home. So she started to call her car home. She said, God caused us suddenly to occur. The money came in and she was able to pay in full. She says, thank God for you and your ministry and your Willie story. Thank you and God bless you. Praise we God. love hearing your testimonies. Amen. That is such a blessing. And Shirley, I rejoice with you, praise God. And uh, just keep on praising God because the best is yet to come. Amen. I got a couple of testimonies here I want to read as, to, uh, read as well. Uh, here's one from Aaron. It said, seven months ago, I contacted your ministry to stand in agreement with us for a home and job. I'm overjoyed to tell you that God has supernaturally given us exceeding, abundant, above all that we can ask or think, uh, a better home, uh, better yet, he supernaturally filled it with furniture. And not only did he give us a house, but while waiting, he gave me a job working with great people, making great money. There's no way in the natural that either of these things could have happened. But thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph. Thank you for praying for us. What a great yeah. testimony, Aaron. We rejoice with you. And listen, if you haven't contacted our ministry, shared your testimony, please do so. We love hearing from you and we love sharing them because it inspires other people with their faith and believing God to do the impossible for them, just as he has for you. Thank you for watching and Jerry, thank you for being here. So once again, Jerry and Jerry telling you that your faith will overcome the world. Next week, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Look at that little word, always. Mm -hmm. Rejoice in the Lord always. It didn't say as long as everything's going good, as long as every need is met, as long as all your kids are serving God, as long as you got money in the bank. That's the easy part. <laughs> That's the easy part. Anybody can praise God when everything's going well. Mm -hmm. But when things are not going so well, 
He says, praise the Lord, rejoice in the Lord anyway. You need to learn to do that. You need to learn, as Jerry Ann talked about on a previous broadcast uh, from the book of Hebrews, you need to learn to offer the sacrifice of praise. Yes, when you don't feel like doing it sometimes. Yeah. 